Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did you have any connection to Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Did you want to fuck both of them? Sure. Because who doesn't? Because I'm a human being. And like, we're talking about the two like hottest living, breathing people. I I mean to ask you, um, when you're thirsty, do you drink water or? (laughs) Do you drink water or do you drink mud? Welcome back to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, the podcast where we ask, whose fault is it that you're gay, why are you queer, and if you're straight, why are you so obsessed with ours? I'm Eric Williams, and I'm recording this podcast in my parents' house in St. Louis, Missouri, hours away from taking a plane back to New York for my final month and a half there. Uh, I do want to give a big shout out to all of the funny comments on the video I posted of my younger brother's fat ass. I do want to let you know that that was an organic moment. Uh, it's happened for years where my brother has complained about his garbage truck of an ass. And I've always been like, Matt, you don't know what you have. Yes, it's confusing. My younger brother's name is Matt. My husband's name is Matt. And in bed, you don't know whose name I'm calling. Actually, not a good joke to tell right now because the point I want to make is that inevitably when a video that I post gets a lot of views, I think everybody experiences this. Inevitably, the beginning comments are like, wow, this is funny, sure, 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 positivity. But then it takes a turn after a day or two when you start to get, I won't say canceled, but people start to really hone in on what makes them upset about it. And on this video, if you haven't seen it, I'm standing, I'm walking behind my brother and his lovely girlfriend, and I zoom in on his bouncy big ass. And basically, the joke I made is that God gave my straight brother a fat ass and a gorgeous head of hair. Meanwhile, I have chicken legs and an anxiety disorder. All true things. However, the first comments were just like, you know, this is funny. My sibling has this. My sibling has this. And then, of course, many people started saying, oh, my God, you're fucking disgusting. You're sexualizing your brother. At no point. Do I say that his ass is sexy? At no point do I say I want to have sex with my blood brother. Never do I do this. Is it against the law to look at the thing that is staring me in the eye, which is two gigantic ass cheeks? No, it's not against the law to do that. And also, by the way, I'm merely stating that I am jealous of the ass my brother has. Okay? Like, and that's the truth. He has for years complained about this. Like, this is very much a true story that he's like, oh, I'm self-conscious. I'm like, about what? Your gorgeous dumpster truck ass? It's like that there are other things to complain about. And it brings me to my point that we all have things about us that we don't like. But there will be people that absolutely love it. Like, I've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast about having a hairy body growing up and hating it. And when I went to college... I swear to God, it was my sophomore year. I was hooking up with this guy who I thought was so, so hot. And he was obsessed with my hairy chest. And I was like, it literally was the first time I I was naked in a room with someone else. And thought to myself, oh my God, I'm not disgusting. I literally had that thought. I also dated a guy, this was like a year before I met Matt, where he also had a big, gorgeous ass and he, to, to his credit, he was newly out, I think, which was usually not my MO, but 
he was really self-conscious about his ass. And he said, quote, ugh, I don't like it. It's so big and muscly. I was like, girl, you're going to get eaten alive in all senses of the word. Like, when you realize how hot you are, you're going to be a monster. And I never was around to find out if that came true. That's a different story. I mean, honestly, I'll put it on a Patreon exclusive. But speaking of the pod, this week we've got Greta Teitelman, a comedy star, an HBO star. This episode was a joy to record. You know, like the second you start recording, you're just like, damn, I love this person. And Greta, I've been a fan of her videos and her comedy for literally years. She's good friends with Matt Rogers, who actually has a surprise appearance in this episode. But please stick around to listen to her iconic answer for all the famous podcast questions. And subscribe to the Patreon if you want to get this on video to see her gorgeous face and her gorgeous dogs, who also make a couple of appearances as well. That's patreon.com slash podcast. And if you want to follow Greta, her info is linked in the show notes, but you've seen her on Comedy Central. You've seen her on HBO Los Spookies, and you're probably a fan of her social media. So give her a follow, enjoy this app, and please tell someone you like this episode. Give us five stars, and I want to get some more subscribers, so click that button, my friend, to keep on growing this pod. Enjoy the app with Greta Tyleman. <laughs> My husband's working in the living room and I'm, yes, sitting on my bed and um, I'm just going to make this my truth. I mean, I'm sitting on my bed too. We're both bed bedtime babies. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the, the bed, the BB word, B-U-G-S. Bed bugs. We're both bed bugs. <laughs> okay, wait. I have to tell you, A of all... When I was first, when I first lived in New York City, I like was told two things. One, I would get an STD within minutes of touching another person. And two, I would get bed bugs. And I lived in fear every hour of every day, sure that both would happen. And like, then going into full anxiety panics and calling my parents at one in the morning, being like, I just had a scratch on my shoulder. I'm pretty sure the bed bugs. It's like, it took me years to get over that. No, the bed bugs fear was very, very, very real. I thankfully never had bed bugs. I did get an STD, but you sure. know, I the bed bugs. Who among us? Thank God. I mean, the, I would rather get give me STD that I can clear right on up with a high dose of doxy or a z-pack any day over bed bugs i mean just not only do you have the physical trauma of getting all your shit into bags and then letting them clean it for three weeks but then you have to like live with the truth like when you ever see a friend and they're like how is it coded being like do you still have them can i can i am i allowed to be within a two mile by the way i'm throwing everything out (laughs) i'm not saving anything like i'm I'm not. I, I, and it will take me, maybe it would take me years to recoup everything that I would get rid of. And that's fine. But like, honey, I'm not just wash. I'm not boiling the sheets and hoping for the best. I mean, but I do love that for you, Greta, because I fortunately and unfortunately married to someone who has deep connections to physical things. Mm. And there's no chance in hell that he would allow us to throw out. I mean, like, yeah. I'm sure some of my ratty clothes, but, also, <laughs> but then when it comes to stuff, like, like he's, he's a stuff person. Yeah. And that's actually kind of, it's so, uh, of today's, uh, energy because I just did a huge load to the Salvation Army of all places. And Greta, my first question, am I canceled because I went to Salvation Army? How do you feel? Are you mad at me? No, wait, is there something wrong with Salvation Army that I don't know about? There is. No, there is. Um, they famously uh, had a rule on their website and of their their mantra was like, um, people should not be married to someone of the same sex. It was very like of the religious. Oh my God, what? Yeah, and I think it was like, I mean, it's also like the Chick-fil-A of it all. I think it's like there was... And of course, Chick Fil A is a different thing, but there was for a while like, oh, Salvation Army, you are homophobic. But then they like reversed course a bit, but they still are sort of religiously affiliated. And so I did go with a slight guilt, but also I, in my, I literally gave myself a monologue on the lift on the way there. I said, you know what, Eric, you are donating so much shit that you would probably otherwise throw away, and these people are doing a free service, which is to let you get rid of your shit and not to pay for it, to getting rid of you it. You know. I had no idea that they had such a homophobic stance. At one point. 
it, it, right now it's unclear because like when they have like the Santas doing the bells at like a grocery store, I yeah, think for yeah, a minute yeah, it was yeah. like, don't give them your money. Go to right, 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 right. Insert something else here. Here's my issue with Salvation Army and why I and why I think it's okay. Okay. They're everywhere. Like they're literally everywhere, and I think that. I granted I have no idea if they donate money to, you know, anti LGBTQ IA plus uh legislation mm-hmm. packs. I don't know if they back certain politicians that are evil. I don't know what they do financially. Unclear. I don't know who operates Salvation Army. I genuinely have know nothing about it, but I would like to think that more people need it. So like by you donating your clothes and your belongings and things that you just, they are ready for a new Mm -hmm. home and then someone else comes that needs them and you give them something special. Like they find something special that used to belong to you that they now have that they love. To me, I'm like, that's all that matters Right. right now. However, if we find out if we find out that they are bad, bad that it's bad. like a Chick Fil A situation. Oh my god, there's so much one pack there because, like, I on the way there, I was even looking at their website, and they say that the things that you give to them, they then sell, and then of course, and like selling it to people in the neighborhood, whatever, and then the money they get from that goes to helping people who are in rehab facilities and coming out of you know uh, addiction. And I was like, you know what, that really does feel good to me, and I love to think about this like old cheese grater going to someone who really needed a cheese grater and then that money helping someone go to a gorgeous therapy moment and and i do think that like as i've read a lot nothing that we are paying for like buying is all like clear clear conscious you know what i'm saying like everyone's bad everything is bad everything like and of course that doesn't mean we should all just be reckless but chick-fil-a i will not sit on this podcast and be like listen the chicken sandwiches are good and i'm gonna go every day but have i been to a (laughs) chick-fil-a greta yeah absolutely you have you've gotten the waffle fries georgia yeah yes i mean also nyu I don't know if they actually still do, but one, famously had one. Had one in one of the food court things, and I was like, and honestly, I, I'm from the Midwest where I. Well, that's not true. I guess they do have them there, but I just never went growing up. And then at NYU, they were like, "There's one Chick Fil A in all of New York City, and it's right in this." I know, and it's right. At, that was like I grew up in DC, and there was like one Chick Fil A at the time on American University's mm. campus, which was like very close to my high school. And it was kind of the same thing where it was like, there's one Chick-fil-A in all of the land and you have to go to American University's campus to go and get it. But, you know, I don't know. I do think that with any big corporation, you dig mm-hmm. deep enough and you're going to find something that is awful that you don't want to see. Yeah, And the, and the thing about Chick-fil-A, I think, is that they were so blatant with it that it was very clear that I, we should not support it. But then they reversed and said they actually don't do it at all. But then it came out that they still were. And then they came out again saying that they don't. And then it just like it's just like really. We deep. can officially say that Chick-fil-A is absolutely 100 percent problematic. Yes. And we we. We can say that with 100% certainty, with 100% peace of mind, that we know that what we're saying is accurate. Mm -hmm. Salvation Army, I think we need to do more. I would love to do some more digging and research on that. But the thing that bums me out about Salvation Army is like, what are the other options in rural pockets of the country? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, mean, I guess Goodwills. I guess Goodwills are well, other the, options. The, the really controversial part of all this is that, okay, you have your Salvation Armies, you have your Goodwills, but then when if you, if you don't have the option or don't want to do that and you want to sell something, there are becoming more options to sell your belongings, which I fully love the hustle of that. And like, what's it called when you're buying things that are not like new at a store? It's like, I don't know if it's secondhand. like... Secondhand? Sure, sure. Like secondhand, like shopping is very uh environmentally friendly and so i went to buffalo exchange to sell a bunch of shit and i put on my instagram like Mm -hmm. how much money do you think i'm gonna get and some people said like two cents you're gonna owe them money and and i truly brought like 35 items i ended up making 60 bucks greta wow which is kind of devastating to be like i brought 30 items of clothing i bought 30 items that i at least bought on average for 20 dollars a piece at least and then I walked away with like an average of two dollars per. But listen, I mean, it was sixty bucks I didn't have, and did I was we blow say, it? Yes. 
Well, since you're moving to LA now, actually, I think I have some in New York too, but I donate all of my pre-loved items to out of the closet. (gasps) I love, I've been there. Oh my gosh. That's such a good idea. Yeah. And you know, that out of the closet we know is pro LGBTQ. Wait, can you pro. imagine if it came out that they were like completely bigoted? But like, I don't know how. Like, the owner of Out of the Closet actually owns a whole entire chain of, of Chick Fil A's. <laughs> He's like, what? I love the nuggets. I mean, that would be devastating. But listen, like, Horrific. I'm sure, like, at one point it'll come out that Lisa Vanderpump, like, you know, I mean, probably not, but she's very hyper aware. But I'm sure. We're just going to try our best. I think it just gives everyone the freedom to try their best. Like, you're never going to be perfect. You can only try your best. You can only, like, you know, educate yourself and, like, try and not support fully corrupt businesses. But now everything's getting harder and harder because we're stepping into these huge like global enterprises that just are taking over the entire market like Amazon. Right. Well, speaking of kind of the global enterprise, I was watching some of your... Well, first of all, I was like pouring over your stuff like so gleefully. Just like your episode of your podcast with John Early is so fucking good. If anyone here is not listening to the worst, go back to listen to all the episodes. They're so good. But there's one of your jokes in one of your shows that's on online that you talk about how when you smoke weed, because that's only LA's culture is marijuana, is that you become the worst version of yourself. And Mm -hmm. I swear, like I spent a few months in LA few years ago and it's like really what made me want to move there was mostly just like the energy of the city and my friends and but also like the weed culture there i it i fell in love with weed and i just like i was thinking about what you what you say in your comedy because i think matt might argue that i'm not a a bad version of myself but i am a little gigglier and a little dumber i lose some Mm. common sense when i'm high And I'm not proud of that, but it is the truth. Here's my thing with weed. It used to be my friend Mm -hmm. when I was, oh, oh, Matt Rogers, comedy, comedy (laughs) hero trying to FaceTime me right now. I mean, if you want to pick it up, you can, but it's No, I can't. I can't get out of, I can't end it. It's not, (laughs) my computer's not letting me end it. Hold on. Okay, there we go. Okay, now we're back. A cameo um, from Matt Rogers. A cameo from Matt Rogers. Can you believe? Um, speaking of Matt Rogers, who loves marijuana, mm-hmm. like I, in high school, I loved weed. I loved it. But then it started making me probably like my senior year or my junior year of high school, senior year of high school, it started making me really paranoid. And then it started making me act like the devil. (laughs) My friend, like we would be at my house, like my friends would be like having a sleepover and I would make my one friend like sleep at the foot of my bed. Like I would become, I would like blackout. I would like get into a blackout high state and then become like a fucking demon. So that freaked me out, obviously. Because when you I was say like, demon, was it a demon of paranoia, or would you become like, would your, would your, like, you, your behavior become reckless and you become like a monster bitch or something? I think that what would happen was I would get so paranoid and then I would fall to sleep and then I would wake up from my paranoid slumber to my friends being in my room and I would be like, what are you doing? I I do remember one time waking up my poor friend Priscilla. I was like, shut the blind. And she was like, okay. And then I like made her sleep on the foot of my bed. I don't know. Like, it was so evil. But and see, I, the paranoia is very relatable because, like, I swear to God, I, I smoked a little and took a shower, which is one of my favorite things to do. And I was out of the shower, really just, like, fully lost in my thoughts in a yeah. beautiful way. But then, yeah. I swear to God, I heard someone pounding on our door. And you know oh, when someone absolutely. knocks on your door and it's like... You know, din, din, knock, 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 knock. You're like, my yeah. mom, there's someone here. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, and then you, and then when you hear like a douche, 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 yes. you're like, I'm about to die. Yeah. I swear yes. to God, there was a douche, douche, douche. And I ran out of the bathroom. I poked my head in the kitchen to Matt. And I was like, Matt, do you hear Absolutely. someone's here? And he goes, he goes, no, what are you talking about? I was like, there was a really loud banging on our door. He goes, I was trying to get the Parmesan out of the cup. 
No, I mean, that's real. That happens where you're just like convinced that someone is coming to attack you and like someone's coming to murder you. I used to have this thing happen where when I would smoke and I would be like in the car, not driving, not operating the vehicle, but I would like be in my friend's car or we'd be like walking down the street and I would see like a lamp post or like the corner of a dumpster or something like that. And I would be convinced it was like a man coming oh, to yeah. attack me. Yeah. That's not that's the part of it I do not enjoy, but I say that the, probably the only difference is that I you sound like you were so cool and like hip in high school and I wasn't like not I wasn't like a total non-social person but i didn't like we to me was like are you fucking kidding me i won't touch this stuff and then when i got to when college, you were in high school in high school then i got to college and i was like i'm reinventing myself i live in new york totally. city pass yeah. it over and then yeah. it but then honestly I, I like alcohol i just can't alcohol makes me feel like trash and the weed has been like getting me by is how i've it's been. so weird that alcohol makes you feel like trash alcohol makes me feel amazing but what about do you, for me it's like <laughs> i'm joking to, by the way oh. <laughs> uh, no, no 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 but see i believe I, you're a magical human that probably is just like thriving on booze and then absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not i mean i love alcohol i love drinking i love i am not the girl like you know some girls are like i don't know since i've gotten in my 30s like two drinks that's enough for me like no i'm not at that phase yet like i don't know like maybe i'll get there one day but i'm still very much like i love splitting a bottle of wine with one person at love, dinner, wait, wait, you know you go, to, you go to a wedding it's an open bar what's the first drink you order Depends on my mood. It's either a vodka soda because I just have learned. See, I'm a professional drinker is what it is. And not to sound – that is a fine line between alcoholism. I grew up with an alcoholic mother. I'm very well versed in alcoholism and alcoholics. So I don't want people to think that when I say that I'm a professional drinker, I am masking uh, addiction to alcohol. I just know that if I don't want to feel like extreme shit, it has to be clear. It has to be clear. Okay. Because if it's clear, I'm in the clear. So Wait, that rhymes. Means, that rhymes, Greta. I mean, if it's clear, I'm in the clear. <laughs> I think because I, I, I love a whiskey ginger probably because there's sugar in, whis- in ginger ale and I just like have an addiction to sugar. But maybe that's my issue. That will kill you. Fuck. Yeah. No, you can have one of those. Maybe. <laughs> one maybe but the problem with whiskey ginger you could say to me well Greta it's clear nay it's tan it is caramel it is not clear wait I want you to so, give a third word for for tan and caramel what's the, what's the third color with the same idea bronze thank you <laughs> but here's the thing then I have a reverse argument to that like mezcal actually mezcal is usually clear but like a reposado or an añejo tequila Now that's caramel, bronze, tan. Those things are delicious. And if you're consuming them on the rocks, you'll probably be fine as well. I just think we get into tricky territory when we're dealing with heavier booze. Like for me... Oh, wait, are those lighter though? Is that why you don't feel bad after? No, I don't know if they're lighter. This is just me and like my dumb justification for how I uh, say like what I'm doing is like remotely healthy. I mean, listen, the Greta Tideman rules to alcohol. I, I try. I, like- I do think that if I'm at a wedding and I'm going to an open bar, I really want to get turned mm-hmm. up. I'll drink tequila. And I think I started with bad tequila when I first did tequila, and that we screwed all me did. forever. I mean, we, we all, all did. did. But I think because I've heard that when you have better tequila, it actually you're you're good to go. Better tequila, feeling feeling pretty okay, feeling yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I definitely know that like after. Two drinks, I'm tipsy. Three drinks, I'm drunk. Four drinks, I need to stop after that. If I'm doing five plus, no. I will, no matter what I drink, no matter what I do, I will feel like absolute shit. Yeah. Four is my limit. Like, four is truly my limit. I cannot have more than four drinks. For me, if I have four, I will be fingering myself on a dance floor. I don't, I take that back, but I will be like... But that sounds like fun. (laughs) 
I yes. was just like, I had four at my sister-in-law's wedding, and I don't remember like how like you I blacked don't really, out. I I browned out, and I you and browned I'm like, out. I'm such a lightweight when it comes to alcohol that I and I always have been that I like if I have four drinks it's you know look out world here she comes here she comes stomping the yard ready to boss everyone around boots down yeah see i love that but i actually like nothing talk about anxiety anxiety provoking anxiety inducing i really had to um figure out how i was going to responsibly drink because mm. i for many years in my 20s would get so drunk and then browning out gives me such anxiety like not being able to remember patches of yeah. my night not being able to know what I what did I what did I say was I an idiot like which is just not worth it. Like no, no substance is worth like the next day waking up and spiraling, being like, oh my God, was I awful? What did I say? Was well, I think about the science behind that too of like what part of the your physical reaction is that your brain being like, let's forget about that part. And then when you think, when you watch it on reality TV now and you and you, people are like, well, what happened last night? Wait, I said that. Was it bad? It's like, oh, I understand when it's good TV, but when it's happening to you personally, I, I think I watched so many episodes of shows where people were blacking out that I'm like, just convinced it's going to happen to me. And so if I'm, if I'm browning out and blacking out, I'm just convinced I did the worst possible thing. Of course. I mean, we all are. And I think we're also in a, we are in a generation where we're so like hyper aware of what we do, how we're perceived, mm -hmm. like the internet, like just like everything. It's all just a giant hall of mirrors that we're living in. Yes. So I think that there's so much anxiety where like the innocent idea of like cutting loose, for yeah. example, and just like blowing off steam, having fun with your girls. Like that can literally only happen for me if I'm with my like super, 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 super closest friends. And it, I'm, I can't even be with all of them. I can maybe be with like two of them. Right. And I need to be like either in another country or in a place in the United States that we do not live where I know no one. Don't you and love then, being in a different country and just like rules do not apply? I mean, yeah. I it's not like I've had that experience a ton of my life, but I that's like one of my biggest dreams and wishes is to be like smoking a cigarette in Paris. Absolutely. Like, Hello. When you're honey, when you're in Europe, the cigarettes don't count. And that's <laughs> the thing. Cigarettes don't count, carbs don't count, butter doesn't count. None of it counts. And then when you go back to your regular life, it's like, oh, I, I never did that because I was in Paris. Memory is swiped. Yeah. I just think that like, I really just want to enjoy my life. And I think that because of my anxiety and like OCD and depression, I've wasted too much time at this point finding ways to not enjoy my life that now I'm just trying to just enjoy my life. <laughs> I agree. The pockets of joy is what is like the way to go. But I also I do want to bring up because I'm thinking about all the the videos of yours I was watching. Do you remember that I ran into you? I met you IRL like it was like I don't know, five or six years ago with Esther Steinberg. We had a, it was a coffee shop at like the Lower East Side. Yes, yes. And I remember that you were on your you guys way. Were working there together. We, yeah, we were. What were we doing actually? We were. I don't know if we were. Were at, you like at, writing a sketch or something like that? Probably. We probably we did a lot of sketches and like we did some branded stuff and that might have been. What, oh, and we were having a meeting maybe with someone from Man Repeller at the time, which I think they didn't they close down or the the leader got canceled. Um, Anyways. Yeah. We were we ran into you and you were on your way to um talk to Siggy from New Jersey Housewives at the time. Oh my god, yes. And yes, I was I like, did. Are you fucking kidding me? Like this yes. girl is yes. it the moment. And and so then when I was when I was um kind of going down memory lane, I was watching your Bravo series personal space that was yes. online. And first of all, your moderating is so good, but also oh, like the episode that I was watching was about uh dating. It was Nico Tortorella was on it. Yes. And um it was so interesting because it was I think like 2017, which feels yes. like a different generation when really it wasn't that much long ago. But they I were think they were it was 20 
2016 or 2017. I believe like that. it because you, you were talking. It was talking about like how often should couples have sex, and 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 then Nico was talking about uh, polyamory. Like, yeah, and Nico also looked like I mean, it was like he, they had like bleach blonde hair, and was like yeah. it was a very interesting blast from the They're past. Such a sweet person. Seemed so sweet and also They're so sweet and so stunning. Stunning, but also stunning. I think that, um the comparison to Nico and the matchmaking expert that yeah, was there. Yeah, like yeah, just yeah. to give context for people listening, this episode was talking about polyamory and dating and how much often you should have sex. And this matchmaking expert was like clearly a very um traditional in terms of dating and when the subject of paul of of sleeping with other people uh came up that matchmaking expert was like oh my god that is just the antithesis to what women across the country want is someone to yeah. to have an emotional connection to anyone other than their primary partner and nico clearly was like let me talk but it was just i i'm so interested in, even in the four or five years since that episode went live like i really feel like there's been a change of how people totally. feel about it in general because it's we're already coming a long way in terms of what is like traditionally accepted as the only way to live which is clearly much more broad than we initially were taught i really feel like nico i really feel like they were one of the first people to openly be talking about polyamory in a yes. real way and them and their partner, they were kind of the first people that were very open and proud and front-facing about their relationship. And I do think that we've come farther than we were. Yeah. I still think that polyamory for a lot of people is a tough pill to swallow. I still Especially think Especially for straight people that don't have a lot of friends that have any connection to it. Like, right. I have to tell you that I have many a queer friend, many a straight friend, and I sometimes forget how what sometimes the worlds are further apart than I realize. Example totally. being, I was with some friends very recently talking about Twitter, and one of my friends did not realize there was porn on Twitter. To which I oh. said, "Pardon, you don't scroll." I mean, like I. Then I reveal to this friend that not only is there porn on Twitter, but I have an account that is just separate from my personal account that's just to follow those because I don't want on my personal account to follow all these things. And I'm not personally posting anything on that. It's really just for following. But many people do post their own personal videos onto these things. And there's like a lot of like, I, I was going through, I was looking at this Twitter universe and it was revealed to me that someone I know, I was following them for a long time, not realizing it was the person I know that I was watching having sex on Twitter. Mm. That's a whole other thing that's a lot to unpack there. But when I told my friends that I even just have another Twitter where to look at the, that there, I can see the porn on Twitter. It was like, wait a minute. And then people are actually having sex on. I was like, I've, I thought everyone knew this, but they don't. I mean, that seems weird. I feel like everyone knows that there's porn on Twitter. I don't think right? so. Do they not use Twitter? Um, uh, Because they could be not be Twitter users. Like if you have see, fumbled I, I around on this... Twitter for like two <laughs> days, you've found porn on Twitter. But this is why, and they very much listen to this podcast. And this is why they, it was surprising to me because they are, well, one of them really is and on Twitter. And they're straight is what you're saying to me. Yes, both, both straight. And both, but like... But see, but see, also, I think they are probably a bit of an exception to like the New York rule of it all. Like, I bet you if you were to go to my brothers in the Midwest and be like, did you know there's porn on Twitter? They'd be like, no. Really? But wait a minute. Are you? Wait, I need to find this out if they would say yes. Where in the Midwest is your brother? St. Louis, Missouri. I'm going to text one right now. Okay. They know that there's porn on Twitter in St. Louis. I'm going to text them all right now. They have to know that there's porn on Twitter. <laughs> I'm that's crazy. There's like so much porn on Twitter. There's so okay. much porn on Twitter. There's so I... much porn on Snapchat. Oh yeah. Wait, but how do I ask in a non-leading way? Um do you say hey, do you guys have you guys ever used Twitter for porn? Did you know this was a thing? Okay. Did you know? Okay, I can't wait to find out. Yeah, I'm so curious. I mean, this is actually really interesting. I guess, like, I was also 
I was a very, very, very horny child. So I also think it's like personality type. I think Mm -hmm. that some people like I have found a million ways to either walk between 1998 or seven. And now I have found multiple avenues to intake porn. The second I was eight years old and I saw Jerry Maguire and I saw him having sex with May She Rest, Kelly Preston. Mm. I was just infatuated with sex and what was sex and what was this thing. So between now and then, or right, then and now, I guess, I have figured out a million and one ways to watch porn. I've no Maybe have a this catalog is of movies in my head that are slightly pornographic that people can watch you know so it's like maybe only horny people i was just gonna say that i think we're both famously horny and i think that maybe we're and that's why this like question is like so outlandish because i think that i have always been very honest about like my attraction to every living person on this earth and loving you know seeing things on things in things and i think that you know time will tell when my brother's texting back if they i'm just you know i'm curious to find it out because you know what i while we were talking before we were officially recording i we were talking about of course just like the pod and and i want to say this fully on the record that one of the reasons why i'm so happy you're here is because you do have such this gigantic queer fan base and i've been a fan for so long that like whenever i have people that are like you know in straight relationships or married but or but i they have such a queer sensibility and you greta Tideman are just like i feel so seen even like the first time i met you those years ago i was like this bitch gets it and so but that being said we were talking about like your experiences of like yes. you know be, you know being in the lady pond and and mm-hmm. and your connection to the queerness of it all and i and i'm curious like when you were growing up was there a moment when you were like yeah i would sleep with a girl like was it, do you remember like big moments for you i i think that i always thought everyone like everyone was attractive yes. i think that i like remember seeing certain people like okay obviously i grew up with mary kate nashley olsen and like for a very long time i really fed into the well these are the hottest like same age kind of girls as Uh me and when they became teens i was like in love with them i was i I don't know like a teen infatuations like that obviously i thought that like Mandy Moore was so hot. Britney Spears, of course, stunning. Of course, all of Destiny's Child I thought was stunning. 3LW I thought was like unbelievable. I was like very... Don't, don't. You will or you won't, won't. No more. more. Yeah, I think I just... I thought all of those like Shakira, obviously J-Lo. I was just very um, enamored by pop star women as most people were or Wait, like this is so I'm, you're so transporting me can i ask you a, i want you to I, i'm thinking of one mandy moore song right now and it's a one word song and i'm gonna count to three and we're gonna say the title at the same time one, one two, two three, three candy. candy okay <laughs> the only it's the only one word mandy moore song that exists i think um oh, wow wait you know who i loved do you remember the show skeeter of course. Oh, um, yeah. You know who I loved? And sh- I recently saw her in something is oh, Megan yeah. Good. Yes. I, I thought, and she still is stunning. And but isn't Megan, she, she's working a lot lately, right? I She was just in a movie with yeah. Michael Ealy mm-hmm. and, um, and what's his face? Uh, Dennis Quaid. Sure, sure. That was called The Intruder that was famously very bad. But I love to see my girl Megan Good working. Anyway, so I just think that I always was just attracted to everyone. Obviously, then when Angelina Jolie was Tomb Raider, that was like a whole other thing. And that, I think, was probably my most... To me, that was the first time I ever was like, oh, women can also be these like flirty girls they can also be these like vixens same thing with like poison ivy when uma thurman 
was... Oh, my God. Kill, what about Kill Bill, Uma Thurman? Yeah. I mean, Uma Thurman, Kill Bill was unreal. Oh, and also Poison Ivy. I think, I think that... I'm not just buttering your biscuit here. You're really opening up my eyes to people being attracted to women and like growing up of how that must have felt with, because I always with these women you're talking about, it was only purely a cultural fan base. Like Mandy Moore singing candy. I was like, God, like, Oh, Oh yeah. 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 I was like, I love just like, I want her energy. I have zero attraction, but I just, I felt so pulled to them, but I'm, I'm like seeing how young boys, girls, any person that are attracted to women would of course be like that would be such deliciousness whereas like when you said skeeter first i was like yeah skeeter and then of course megan good i was like oh i mean like if if i were into women of course megan good but i think that like i the mary kate and ashley thing is really i find so interesting because i'm sure so many people growing up were just like fully in love i don't know like i think there's a a fine line like i wasn't wanting to have sex with Mary Kate and Ashley. But I think that was the first time that I like consciously in my like early, like 10 to 13 Mm -hmm. age was like, Oh, like these girls that are in a similar age demographic as me, like I'm attracted to in a certain kind of way. Same thing with like Lindsay Lohan, very much so fell in Mm -hmm. that. I don't know. I think the first time though, that I really, was like, oh, I want to have sex with a woman, was honestly probably Michelle Rodriguez in the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, wow. Throwback. She is hot. And in Blue Crush. I was That was the first thought that came... When you said her name, I, was, I thought of Blue Crush. Yeah. I mean, she just has always, like, done it for me. I'm a huge Michelle Rodriguez fan. I think... Aren't the ba- the bathing suits she wear in Blue Cross are like real good? Yeah, she's just like I don't know. That was the first time that I was like, whoa. And then, of course, we can go down the road of like iconic female action stars. That exactly. have... I'm, I'm noticing a trend here. Tomb Raider, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez is very much that energy. Yeah, and then you know. And then we can talk about the L word. Then we can get really into that, which is something that I started watching in high school. Did you have any connection to um, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Did you want to fuck both of them? Sure. Because who doesn't? Because I'm a human being. And like, we're talking (laughs) about the two like hottest living, breathing people. I I mean to ask you, um, when you're thirsty, do you drink water or? (laughs) Do you drink water or do you drink mud? Yeah, because um, I always I always want to ask people because mud does sound good. Um, you're right. That was probably the, the no. I mean, answer. I think that like the hottest, and I love Angelina when she's fucking crazy. Mm. So like, I loved her in Girl Interrupted. Yes, yeah, I, love I loved her in Tomb Raider. Obviously, I loved her in um, what was that movie where she's like with the with the bullet and it goes in a circle. Do you know what I'm talking about? Angelina Jolie, bullet in a circle? Yeah, hold on, I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean Angelina is just like she's not from Earth. She's no. she's extraterrestrial in her um gorgeousness. So I think anyone that kind of like walks toes the line of being not human. Yes. But also to bring it back to your episode with John early, I was listening to you talk about uh, John had recently watched the matrix and was obsessed with that. And the, the woman that plays Trinity in the matrix, I find that she, I was attracted Unreal. to her and just like, she just like, first of all, the leather suit, but also just Unreal. like her power. God, that, that to me felt otherworldly too. Yes, of, of course. Okay. Wait, this movie that I am thinking of, was it Wanted? Oh. Yeah, I think it was Wanted with James McAvoy and Morgan Freeman. She was so hot and Wanted. What about, speaking of like, I'm a question I'm curious if you've watched this, a new thing, speaking of powerful women, is Nicole Kidman is, I feel like, you know, cashing so many checks right now. And she has the show yeah. on Hulu, Nine, Nine Strangers. Nine Perfect Strangers. Nine yep. Perfect Strangers. Have you been watching it? I most certainly have. Oh my God, Greta, this is amazing. Okay, so I'm only uh, two, maybe two to three episodes in. And mm-hmm. for anyone listening who hasn't watched it yet, it's basically, my friend told me about it. Lindy is such a, she has great taste. And she was talking about that not only is it Nicole Kidman, but then Regina Hall, um, Melissa McCarthy, Michael Shannon, um, 
Bobby, Bobby Cannavale. And then when she told me all these names, I was like, I have no choice but to watch this. Yeah. And so while I while I do understand some people's critics of the show, because it's kind of born out of the White Lotus universe of like we're in a very wealthy retreat. There's a lot of mystery around us. Some parts of it I feel like are, can be a little hokey, but I'm fully in there, Greta. I, what what is? How are you feeling on the journey thus far? I'm feeling like I'm definitely watching it. I'm feeling like it's absolutely a David E. Kelly and Nicole Kibben starring vehicle. I'm yeah. feeling like the wig is bad. <laughs> I'm feeling like it's a lot of half-baked characters is yes. what I'm feeling, but I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm feeling like Bobby Cannavale can absolutely destroy me. He I can... Well, if he wants to meet me... In a hotel and I'm on all all fours. I will yeah. like you can denigrate me. You, you can, can be disgusting. Me, call me no matter, no matter where, where you, are. you are. No matter yeah. if I'm on my back or knees. Exactly. And Regina, I think, deserves every award. First of all, let's talk about Regina. She deserves Oh, an award. The entire cast does for all the scary movies because those are some of the best movies ever made. Greta, so, I think those movies are partially what made me into the gay, horny person. Like uh, Regina and Anna Ferris in the scary movie, all I just can quote every line from at least the first three. Um, yeah. What's one of you, when you think about the scary movies? What are what's one of like the scenes that stands out for you as to like one of Regina Hall's crowning moments? Well, obviously, when she's in the football outfit with okay, is that with Marlon Wayans? Which Wayans brother is that? I'm not exactly sure which Wayans brother it is, but Hold on, he, I'm he's so, it up. He, his character is so funny because he's always like, I mean, I'm sure if I watch it today, it's like, is it coded in homophobia? Who cares though? Because he's like clearly like a, either bi. Or... I'm I'm sure it's coded in homophobia. As but it's, it's also like he's really hot and he's tucking his dick and he like he has a gorgeous body. He puts he wears a dress at one point he fucks a clown under a bed i'm like you know what i enjoyed watching these images and i it's sean wayne sean, sean is the one marlon plays shorty sean plays ray can do you do you want to do brenda's lines or do you want me to do the lines well i mean just too dirty is so all she that goes I... and she's like mm, i'm gonna make this mine he's like oh it's all mm-hmm. yours baby she's like oh yeah you like that he's like yeah baby she goes mm, i'm gonna pee in your face i'm gonna fart in your mouth i'm gonna shit on these walls ray Beat, 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 beat. Too dirty? Yeah. I'm going to shit all over these walls, Ray, (laughs) is actually like one of the greatest line reads of all time. We would also quote um, Regina Hall in the movie theater. Um, Yeah, I got you on camera. You're on candy camera. And and she's she's watching Shakespeare in love. Truly... Uh, she's amazing. amazing. And Anna Ferris is amazing too. Both Truly. comedy legends that I don't think ever fully got the applause they deserve. And I, I hope agree. that Regina gets it now because Regina is, I think, actually, I hope, getting more opportunities to play these more compelling yes. characters. Like I think that she's getting to do with Nine Perfect Strangers. And I think that she, to me is actually the most interesting character I agree. Of the nine of them. Because her facade is what? She's very like, I'm just a people pleaser, kind of sweet. And then, of course, comes out this more like vengeful, angry person. And yeah. also, I think you will sometimes hear Brenda come out in her character in Nine Perfect Strangers from Scary Movie. And I like, I went, like, she'll sometimes do like a laugh and like more of a higher voice. And I'm like, she is so fucking funny. And uh, there's a I reason also- why. I think, oh my God, I always forget that Carmen Electra is in those movies too. Oh, I would do, when I was a young, very closeted gay boy at like 12 years old, I would do the Carmen Electra run through the sprinklers when she's running away from the killer and all of a sudden the music plays and she, her hair is all wet. She's wearing a white bra and panties and it goes like da 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 and then slow motion, she whips her hair around, the water flies and then she puts her hands from her stomach up to her gigantic gorgeous boobs and I would do that while I was like at a pool party with friends. Be like, Eric, do the Carmen Electra. Electra thing and I'd be like fully no like- totally now you're getting into like a whole other ilk of women that for me was also a sexual awakening oh, Carmen yeah. Electra Brooke Burke uh Shannon Elizabeth 
ginger spice um, from the spice ginger girls. spice scary spice it was all about mel b for me sure scary spice was my girl still is love mel b but um yeah then that was like a whole different thing like pam anderson young <sighs> pam anderson home improvement tool time pam anderson yeah. and like, the sex tape yeah you know so wait this is a really good deep dive into into the moments that shaped us because I, I there's a segment on this podcast I want to get to before we have to end this gorgeous conversation, which is a very famous question we ask is, Greta Teitelman, if the world was ending and you could only save one character actress, who would it be? I thought about this because I knew that this question was coming. And I feel like what this is hard and the, we, i always say, say that say this is a safe space safe space when you say character actress <laughs> it's always the question whoever you're thinking of yes <laughs> and honestly because some people will say who are we oh this conversation has come up that like rose Byrne, for example you look at rose Byrne, and she is not only gorgeous but looks like an ingenue or someone that would not be but she has played many roles that you could consider to be a character actress role and for that reason if you say rose Byrne, i'm gonna say yes if you say of course anyone i i honestly think that if it's a woman that brings to life characters that you feel seen and even if they're very different from you she's a character actress Han. that's how i feel for me i i it's very very topical very hot right now i was going to say jennifer coolidge oh yeah i mean i almost used her as an example and i think that she's a per so wait can you so for the topicalness of it now is it because of the white lotus yes because i think that thank god another person that needs to be getting all of the applause, all of the accolades, Miss Coolidge. Thank a genius. God. A genius. And I hope that we continue to like the IV drip that is giving us Jennifer Coolidge. We're getting a pretty solid drip, drip, drip. I hope they fucking pump that shit into our veins as the years move forward. Because yeah. I also think Jennifer's getting her due. I think Molly Shannon is having an amazing mm -hmm. moment right now. I mean, I know Matt worked on the other two and like we just started watching the second season and it's just like... Someone said on Twitter, which I fully agree with, that like no show has captured the experience of a gay person like the other two has. And I like, I think Molly Shannon in that is of a similar, like, has had so many big moments in her story. But like right now, we're, she, she has such a chance to shine. And we are so lucky to be witnessing it live. Yeah, I think that there are a bunch of women that I can think of like in this world. I think that. Nisi Nash is another yes. person who I, you know, I loved Reno 911 and Love. I just like, I've loved her forever. And I think she's another person that I just makes me laugh so much. I also think anyone in the Christopher Guest universe, totally. like Jane, Jane Lynch, Parker Posey, oh. Jennifer Coolidge, Catherine O'Hara, all of them icons i mean jennifer coolidge in the uh, in best in show you know like we um we, we both like soup we yeah we could our... talk or not talk for hours yeah and still have some nothing that's something to talk, talk. about yeah. yeah i i just and also like the christopher gus movies are such i mean uh, parker posey teacher teacher i love you wow and then um Oh, when you said Reno 911, I think one of my favorite clips I didn't even realize was from the show when I was younger is there's a cop cam a camera from a cop car that is recording a sobriety test. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns into a full five, six. Okay, yeah. like, can you walk across the line? Can you give yeah. me a pot of yeah. beret? And, yeah. then, and then he's doing and he's like this like broy cowboy that's like wait i thought on this part we could maybe do like a hitch yeah. kick into a layout it's like so fucking funny it's so funny you are i really i i i try to i hope you know this is genuine that like every reference you are bringing up is so fucking on the ball and i oh, god i feel so lucky good. you were here um but since we are getting towards the end i want to ask a really important question that is also famous in this podcast, which is Greta Teitelman, what's the best Whoopi Goldberg film? I feel that I am just going to be repetitive, as I'm sure everyone has said, when they bring up Sister Act 2. They, if you see, he, actually what I'm noticing, Greta, 
is that a lot of people are feeling the anxiety of like, what do I say? And then they will say, I'm sure, like, of course, yeah, well, there's sister act. And then they'll be like, oh, no, but then I say ghost. Or they'll say, I say color purple. Or there's a debate between sister act one and two. And I want you to know that I find the correct answer, like in my bones, to be sister act two through and through. I find that nothing yeah. is better. It is everything and everyone to me. But other people have, have um, said otherwise. But Greta, I agree. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say Sister Act 2. It's just like I'm not going to try and be contrarian here and say that it's not the best Whoopi Goldberg movie of all time. Is she stunning in Ghost and in Color Purple and in this other movie that I'm blanking on that I now have to pull up? Um, Yeah, of course. But like it's about it is sister act two and that's just what it is well an incredible answer an incredible guess i want to give you a dramatic reveal of i did hear back from my brothers um about oh Twitter my porn. god oh i will say i loved the telephone have you ever seen the telephone hey oh my god am i finding out another one i'm literally yeah. getting in this very second watch the telephone and oh my god I didn't even know Whoopi was in House Party 2. Okay, now the film I'm... stars... She's, Whoopi's an out-of-work actress? What? Doing... That's what the telephone is. She is doing, starts doing oh, prank oh, oh, phone yes, yes, calls yes, 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 who yes. creates a chain of events. The entirety yeah. of the film is set in the main character's apartment yeah. and features, wow, okay, a few it's actors very other good. than Goldberg, Elliot Gould. Wow, Greta, this was, this is, okay, it was released in 1988. Yeah, um, you gotta watch it. Oh my God, and also remember Whoopi and Rat Race? Oh, of course, of course. Rat races. God, that's a blast. Crazy movie. And then, of course, of course, I land back at Sister Act 2, though. So, full circle. I will follow him. Um, well, okay, was... now tell me what your brothers say before we have to go. Greta, they said no. They didn't know that. <laughs> I just, Looks I don't like want... they're not uh, horny. <laughs> Looks so like I'm, they're simply just not horny. <laughs> I'm like, you should just the say, it looks like you're. Episode. My brothers aren't horny. Starring Greta Titleman. Yeah. Um, but listen, I, I, I just want to normalize anyone listening that didn't know about Twitter porn. It is out there, and there are it's also people there. who also don't know about it. And if you need help finding it, I'm happy to do some of the search for you, especially if it's gay. If it's straight, I'll help you find that too. Um, it'll take a little more legwork, but I will help. Well, listen, Greta Tideman, thank you for being on That's a Gayest podcast. I cannot Thanks wait to reunite with you in LA. Me. And honestly, yes, you are. Oh my God, please let me know when you're here. Oh, I definitely will. And truly, please I do. so, so appreciate you. Ugh. Thanks for having me. A joy, a treat, a gosh darn thrill. Greta Tideman, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so grateful to Greta for being on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. And as always, so grateful you are here to listen. If you don't follow along on our Instagram yet, it is at Gay Ass Podcast. And while you're there, click on over to my page, at Eric Wills. And then don't stop till you drop. Go to TikTok, at Eric Wills TT. And uh, I'm going to be posting more funny things there. And maybe also about my brother's ass. Um, and maybe also about Twitter porn. Can you also let me know? Did you have, did you not know about Twitter porn before this episode? Especially if you're a straight person, I want to know. Because I, mean, I assume most gay people know. If you're gay and you don't know, ooh, I, I really want to know that as well. Because <laughs> it's a whole new world. Have a great rest of your week, my friends. Happy September. It's almost fall. Almost my birthday. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.